Welcome everyone to episode 22 of Rules of the Arena. This episode is brought to you by Blind Ninja Studios, where you can find this show and others such as Department of Offense, Homebrew Bound, Soundwave, and Legends of Lothos. This episode is also brought to you by Duck Hill Workshop, a small scale small scale sawmill and builders of fine furniture find them online at duckhillworkshop.com you can also watch them on youtube where you can see their series ben and glenn and the work in the shop also check out the work on instagram and facebook at duckhill workshop yeah, whatever. <laughs> thanks again for uh for putting up with the technological problems taylor and drew were sitting down this week uh with the texas-based indie electronic pop duo swells They've played Austin City Music Festival, South by Southwest, and Float Fest, among other notable venues around the U.S. I first had the opportunity to meet you both uh, last November at Amsterdam Hall here in St. Paul on tour with Sean James and Wind of the Wave. Thanks again for you know being a little bit late because we've had <laughs> a handful of issues with, with uh, Skype tonight. Uh, just for the listeners that haven't heard of you, can you just introduce yourselves real quick? Yeah, uh, my name is Taylor, and I'm Drew. We are in a band called Swells, based in Austin, Texas. And how long have you been in music, and what got you started? Um, I mean, I've been writing songs my whole life, ever since I was a little kid. But um, over the past, I would say, five years, we've had our band, and it's kind of slowly evolved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's become the sort of more electronic sound. We started out a little bit more organic and yeah, it's really fun. We love it. Did either of you have that aha moment of, you know, I, I want to go into music and I want to make a career out of this? Um, yeah, I mean, I think just like living in Austin, you're just surrounded by so much music. And then when you have that passion as well, um, it wasn't until I it was about six years ago, I would say, and I was just having coffee with a friend, and she was like, why aren't you playing music or pursuing it? You should just go, you know, play in open mics or, like, coffee shops just to get started, and I was like, you're right, and I did, and just started meeting a ton of different people, but Drew's story is a little different. Yeah, I just grew up playing in middle school and high school. I even played at the Texas State University band, and I was always in garage bands and things like that. Um, all throughout college, played in a blues band post-college, and that's when I met Taylor, shortly after that. All right. What's the, what's the origin of Swells? Um, we, for the name, you mean? Well, I mean, how you two met, and then, yeah, sure, the name. Yeah. Um, we met during South by, actually. South by Southwest. South by Southwest, (laughs) um, 2013, and it was at a local native show, um, who is, it's actually like one of our favorite bands mm-hmm. and he was friends with my guitar player and my guitar player at the time had to go out of town on another tour. So Drew filled in with me and then just our, our musical styles kind of col- just collided really well. So we decided to continue and here we are today. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Five years later, you just finished a tour and like how many how many times have you been out on tour we have been out twice yeah that was our second tour okay we're about to do our third tour in april and may yeah we're actually coming back to amsterdam yeah all right amsterdam. Mm-hmm. We're supporting a new album um yes awesome <clears throat> and now drew you mentioned that you're playing you know before swells i mean what other instruments did you start on 
Uh, I started on trumpet and guitar kind of at the same time. I took private guitar lessons, just like rock and roll lessons, but I was also in the school band playing trumpet, classical and jazz all throughout school. And then uh, I've recently picked up electronic producing and keyboard, piano and all that as well. And Taylor, do you do anything else then other than vocals just for fun on the side or? Yeah, I, um, I play guitar as well. She actually writes a lot on acoustic guitar. Rings made little acoustic ditties and transformed them into what they are today. All right. No, go ahead. Yeah, who, whose idea was it first to start Swells, and where did you come up with the name for the group? Uh, I think it kind of happened uh, just when her guitar player got an opportunity to go on tour with another band, and she had a bunch of gigs booked. So I filled in, and one of the gigs that I filled in on was a contest for a radio station here in town, and we won that contest, and that's when we were like, all right, we should probably just keep doing this, and we did that, and uh, we actually had a different band name up until last year. We were called The Wild Now, um, but we recently just changed that to Swells, because mm-hmm. it it's time for a change. We're kind of taking a new direction with our music yeah. and the genre and everything. Yeah. It sounds a little different. Well, sort of embodies our sound. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's it's like the ocean, you know, because our music is, it sort of has some reggae, like beachy vibes very subtly. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's also kind of electronic and pop. And then just like guitar swells, which yeah. we have a lot of in our music. So, mm-hmm. and I, I like that it's just one word because it's yeah. easy to remember and it sort of just rolls off your tongue. Yeah. So. Awesome. Um, so since you're headed back out on tour and you just wrapped one up, can you talk about uh, what your favorite venue is that you've been out and performed in? Um, what was the one in Seattle? I can't remember the name of the one in Seattle. <laughs> a runner-up runner would be uh, Bluebird Theater in Denver, Colorado. That was a really sweet venue. It was a, yeah. it was a big theater. There's a, lots of people there. I liked yeah. it. It was like an old theater, mm-hmm. but it was it was really fun. Yeah. But I think on our tour coming up, we're both really stoked to play um, in Canada because we've yeah. never been there. So mm-hmm. that should be fun. Where are you headed in Canada? We're going to Montreal, Vancouver, and Toronto. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, any any venues that you've gone to and you're like, I never want to come back to this again. Um, without throwing anyone under the bus. <laughs> not on that last tour, no. I no. mean, we're just the opening act, so kind of just along for the ride. Um, not just the opening act. I mean, you set the tone for the whole show. Yeah, it's true. <clears throat> Very true. Um, I don't know. All the venues we played were pretty cool. Yeah, like, like even the ones when I walked in, I was like, this is going to be awful. I'm going to hate this. <laughs> it would kind of like pleasantly surprise me, and I would be mm-hmm. like, that was actually a really dope show. Yeah. Um, just cause every audience is different and you kind of just feed off of the yeah. energy and even if it's a small crowd, like it doesn't matter if they're vibing with you, then it's a fun show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all about the audience. We could be playing a hole in the wall and they treat us like shit, but if the crowd is into it, it totally changes things for us. Yeah, for sure. definitely. That was going to be my next question is, is, yeah. you know, what, what's your favorite venue and then where was the best crowd? Yeah. Well, the best crowd was in Seattle was on that last Seattle. one. Yeah, but I can't remember the name of the venue that we played. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't I can know. look it up, but... Yeah. Oh, I think cool. they vibed with our music pretty well up there. Yeah, it was just... 
we we didn't have any expectations for any of the places that we went because we were going to a lot of cities and venues that we had never played in before. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that always helps when your expectations. Are <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen here. Yeah. You're just going to yeah. go out and give it all. And right. yeah, exactly. Got a quick question here from the chat. Um, before you were pursuing music as a career, I mean, growing up, did you always did you know you want to go into music, or did you have a different career path in mind? I didn't know if I wanted to go into music. I just I never thought of it as a possibility. It was always almost like a faraway dream, um, and I wanted to do sort of like PR or something like that, but. Mm-hmm. We both have day jobs still, but we are both still pursuing music. So. Yeah. I think I've always known, ever since I was in beginner band in sixth grade, <laughs> kind of always known that I would be in the music field for sure in one way or another. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you are you also have day jobs. I mean, how do you find, how do you balance out, you know, especially going on tour, being away from that job? Yeah. Well, thankfully, both of our jobs are internet day jobs, so we both work in the tech industry, so we can work remotely. We've got a hot spot, and we actually work the whole time while we're on tour. Yeah, because during the day, you're driving a lot, and mm-hmm. you're switching off, so... There's actually a lot of downtime on the tour. Really, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's just waiting around. <laughs> yeah, it's just a big buildup. <laughs> How many miles did you put in on the last tour? 12,000. Jesus yeah. Christ. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he just had gotten that car. Yeah, we Jeep. took my Jeep. <laughs> yeah, we're getting a van this time. <laughs> that, that was a one-time thing. I'm glad we did yeah. it, but never again. And we're bringing a drummer with yeah. us, so we we'll, don't have to. Yeah, do we'll have more mm. people with us this time, too, so. And you said there's a lot of downtime. I mean, do you look at a tour and say, okay, here's some days that we can take off and relax, or do you just like, you know, Honest, what do you Since do we're the opening act, we don't get any say in that. They just kind of determine yeah, the run but of shows. Yeah, even when we do have days that are, you know. Days off. Days off, we, we try to fill them with, like, other opportunities, like going to a local radio station or, mm-hmm. you know, setting up an interview somewhere. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There were a couple days last the last tour when like I went to yoga because <laughs> I was feeling like I was going to lose my mind just like being in a car for yeah. like hours and hours. Mm-hmm. So yeah. There's a few days off. Yeah. So those are nice. I'm excited to just like explore some of the cities that we're going to be going to. And yeah. And yeah. I think the days off we have are in Nashville, which yeah. is cool. Nashville, mm-hmm. New York and LA. Yeah. All the, all the top ones. Yeah. What other cities are you going to be hitting on this next tour? Uh, all the big ones, Chicago, Nashville, uh, Denver, Seattle. She's pulling it up. <laughs> Is this a tour just for, for you or are you going out no, with other bands? We're going to be opening for a band called Missio. Okay. They're kind of an edgy electronic pop band. They're pretty cool. Yeah, they're really good. They're definitely more up our alley. I love The Wind and the Wave and Sean James, um, but they're a little bit more folky, mm. and we're definitely a little bit more alternative electronic. I think this next one will be a good run for us. That's kind of fun, though. Um, I say this as I used to work as a sound engineer and run a venue. Um, I like the tickets that are a little more broad. 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah they're it not just in. definitely brings us in some diversity yeah. so it doesn't get stale throughout the whole night. Yep. Right. Yeah, and I've gone to, you know, especially metal concerts where there's 10 bands and you can remember one of them and the other nine kind of blend together. So I thought that was really cool. And why I admittedly, I went to that show that you guys played out here in St. Paul to see Sean James. And yeah. then I, I heard you guys play. And it's like, oh, this is this is different. I like this. Not generally yeah. a genre that I would normally, you know, seek out. And yeah. then the wind and the wave was just kind of the bonus on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. And uh, another question um, from the chat, you know, what has been your favorite or worst gig memory? Uh, any crazy story that sticks out to you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, it's not like a gig memory though, but just going to the hospital on the last tour. We we didn't we had to miss a gig on the last tour because I had to go to the hospital from um I like I'm so embarrassed. It's so I passed out She's a little old lady. <laughs> she she fell in the shower. She the couldn't shower get up. And I <laughs> Did you have your life alert on you? <laughs> No, I should have. But I and then I proceeded to faint three different times, and yeah. I thought it was because I hit my head. But they said it was because of dehydration and mm-hmm. exhaustion. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we had to miss out on a gig because of that. Yeah, that was after LA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Missed the San Diego show. It's a bummer. Know. It happens though. Yeah, a recent gig in Austin. I just like completely blanked and forgot the words to a song that I've played at least a thousand times. <laughs> um, so that was fun. But it was on my birthday and I did have a tequila shot before. <laughs> <laughs> it had something to do with it. No correlation. It's fair game. It's fair game. <laughs> no, Drew, do you just improv with a guitar solo at that point? Or? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's about all I can do. <laughs> um, and someone else is wondering, uh, what band or musicians do you look up to the most? Do you consider anyone, you know, influence that you've pulled on? Um, Fantagram is a good one for me, if you've ever heard of them. Oh, yeah. Local okay. Natives is the uh, band that was playing the show where we actually met. Mm-hmm. I love um, Bonnie Iver. Mm-hmm. We get and a little local influence there. That's nice. Cardi B. Yeah. <laughs> I pulled for moves I'll be using for our next tour. <laughs> and have you had any any crazy fan encounters aside from somebody, you know, coming up to your merch booth and asking you to be on a podcast and then taking that an hour to get paid? <laughs> Gordon's always the weirdest. <laughs> no, we love that. We yeah, like, no. We like you know, meeting new people on tour, that's always like the best part. We have had a crazy fan experience in Phoenix, Arizona. This one guy, um, what? remember he talked our head off and then he followed us on Instagram and then he sent us all these messages and we never responded and he like chewed us <gasps> out. Oh yeah, this guy. I was going to say that sounds a lot like your St. Paul gig. Are you sure that wasn't Gordon? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, he was. He just got like really aggressive because uh-huh. we didn't respond. And this was like we didn't respond for like twelve hours or something like oh. that, which is typical, you know. Right. And he just, like started saying like, "Oh, fine, I see how it is." He like took our shirt that he that we gave him and like threw it away in the trash and, and like filmed it. A video of just it. because we didn't <laughs> respond on Instagram within twelve hours or something. Wow. Like I just that. don't check very much. Like, yeah. You message us and we're, I, like, we're bad at it. checking messages. We need a manager very bad. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. Any yeah. managers? Well, Ben's unemployed now. <clears throat> I am. I am fun employed. <laughs> I'm not unemployed. He has a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, right. I have 34 subscribers. I'm gonna be famous. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> a kid um, that gets paid, or overall, he makes like 11 million dollars a year just taking videos of himself playing with toys and reviewing toys. I don't get that. You know, my favorite YouTube channel is the one where the dude makes like crazy things with matches, like hundreds of thousands of matches and then blows it up in his backyard in slow motion. And he does. He's got millions of followers. And I realize I'm putting way too much work into this. (laughs) (laughs) Backtrack a little bit. You said you are releasing or you're going on tour and you have new music coming up. Uh, what are you doing? You, now we've talked off here, and you're releasing a new album. You know what's it been like? Uh, you know what's it like like putting a song together to start? It's like abstract art. Like mm-hmm. there's no formula, and it yeah. kind of comes together in a different way every time. I yeah. Would say. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times I'll be like producing an electronic beat. And I'll have that as a foundation and she'll come in and just add melodies to it. And then other times she comes to me with an acoustic piece of work with the song written on acoustic and then we change it up Yeah. when we record it in the studio. Every song is completely different though. Yeah, sometimes it'll just be like a lyric that really mm-hmm. stands out to me and I build a song around that. Yep. Um, sometimes it's like a synth tone that Drew hears and he's like, that needs to become something. Yeah. So I like that though because it... <clears throat> It's just so creative and it never... There's no limits. Yeah. There's no real formula for us. We're open to anything. Yeah. Have you found that it's gotten easier now after, you know, well, I have your self-titled album that I picked up at the show and releasing a new one. Any easier at all or is similar challenges? I think it gets easier when I, and when I push myself to write, even when I'm not feeling inspired because you, I kind of just train my myself, my mind to to create, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is weird. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, I think it does get easier. Yeah, for sure. As far as recording, are you guys going to local studios? Or are you seeking out studios to work with? Or are you home recording? Uh, there's local studios here in Austin that we use, and a lot of it is home recording. And then we'll go put the final touches on it in like an actual mm-hmm. studio with the producer. He knows a little bit more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> we actually worked with Dwight Baker, and he was also the producer for um, Missio, who we're going on tour with. Yeah. And Dwight is in the Wind in the Wave. Okay. So went on tour with them. Nice. He's our producer. Is that how you met Dwight? Is through that tour, or did you know them prior? Uh, just through recording, actually. He's a pretty well-known producer here in Austin, and we hit him up to cut a song with him. So we did one song with him, and we loved it, so we did a whole album with him, and then he asked us to go on the road with him, yeah. and we were like, hell yeah. He's, he's worked with a lot of artists like Kelly Clarkson and Josh mm-hmm. Abbott Band and Missio, so he's mm-hmm. like, he's done all of these different genres, which I really like, because yeah. he's not just one-track-minded, he's you know, more 
Yeah. Open-minded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. And go ahead. I was just going to, so you said you worked with him and then went on tour. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> how do you find for other bands? How does, what advice would you give for, I mean, getting hooked up with a tour? I don't, I don't even know how that starts. I know I deal with it on the venue end, but not on the. Yeah. It's just really like a lot about networking and mm-hmm. who you know. Um, cause if you're not signed to a booking label, like we're not, we don't have a booking, you know, management or whatever. So if we didn't know Dwight and work with him in the studio, we, I don't, we wouldn't have this tour. So yeah. I think like working with the right producer, mm-hmm. you don't have anything else can do a lot for you. Yeah. Just keep going. Meet yeah. as many people as you possibly can. Cause I mean, we met tons of people and worked with tons of people before we met with Dwight mm-hmm. and we met. Dwight, because of those people that we worked with before. So yeah, my advice would be to just keep networking. Yeah, because it's like I'm such an introvert, and I'm like I don't want to go, I don't want to talk to them, I don't want to do this. But then when you do, it's like it's I'm always glad I did. Yeah. You know, I'm like wow, that was really cool, and now yeah. I know these people, and yeah. you just kind of keep growing. Mm-hmm. And. No, I was poking around your website, and you had the the link to your YouTube channel for the uh, Run for Your Life video. Yeah. Was that your first music video, or have you done that before that? That's our only music yeah. video yeah. that we've done. We're yeah. about to release another music video uh, in April, so we have another one coming. Yeah. Uh, what's it like putting a music video together for the first time? And it was it was fun. We we didn't really have a clear vision on what we wanted. It was. Yeah. So the video is is definitely entertaining, but I feel like we it is kind of all over the place. It's definitely all over the place. <laughs> so we learned a lot with this next video we're putting out. It's a lot more simple and straightforward, but still visually interesting. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. excited to put it out. And did for, I guess uh, did you two direct the video? I guess you know take that you know the no. somebody no. else can. We had an yeah. amazing director that was super great and helpful and um really came up with most of the ideas honestly yeah so that was kind of nice to just be like that sounds good let's do that yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i I have to ask i mean what was the inspiration behind the squirrely dan character um bigger guy tattoos and the overalls doing yoga if you will oh for that video (laughs) that was totally our director that was yeah that was was his friend yeah he was a little all over the place too that video yeah 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 <laughs> and again has it been easier going into the second video that you're going to be releasing yeah like she was saying like she, um this is definitely more focused and easier um it's still yeah. visually appealing though there's some cool visuals going on yeah but it's more focused and not just all over the place yeah i think the more you do just the more you learn and you're mm-hmm. like you learn what not to do yeah for the next less is more <laughs> And another, the chat's busy. Um, One last one out of the chat for tonight. Uh, How is the music industry different um, than what you might have thought? Or what has your expectations changed, you know, since being in it now? Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's very, very tough. I mean, I always knew it was tough, but it's really tough. And it's really hard to make actual money. And there's always someone out there that wants your money. So Yeah. You have to keep your wits about you. Yeah. But sure. we've made some mistakes and we've grown a lot. Mm-hmm. And 
And at the end of the day, we love making music, and that's really all that matters to yeah. us. So. Yep. And for anyone listening that is interested in finding your music, what's the best way for them to do that? Spotify and Instagram is probably the best way to keep up with us personally. Yeah, we stay really active on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Promoting shows and new music. Yeah, but we will have our music. Our music is out on all streaming platforms. Like I know Apple Music is getting a little bit more popular and then Mm -hmm. there's Amazon Music. Amazon, Spotify. I'm just a Spotify. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we're Spotify people. Lover. (laughs) And for if there's anyone listening that they're in a garage band or they're trying to start up their own group, I mean, do you have any advice that you would give to them? Um, don't let frustration get the best of you. It'll always be there for sure. And just keep going. Keep, keep writing as much as you can. Yeah. I would say above everything else, really it all comes down to having good songs. So if you can really – find people that you vibe well with in, in the songwriting process, that's that's super helpful. And um, and yeah, like we said, working with a good producer is, mm-hmm. is definitely helpful. And, and even if you can't afford a producer, just having an ear that, like a third party where it's not just you and your band um, could help a lot. Yeah. Any more questions, Ben? I am good. Again, thank you. I'll let you two go. I know you both have work in the morning. Um, I appreciate you putting up with us and the technical difficulties tonight. <laughs> I'm honestly sorry about all the tech stuff, guys. Uh, I'm also so, in the tech industry. I'm a software developer. And I'm in the market I for a new producer. Up, so. <laughs> you would have to pay a new producer. <laughs> well, there is that. But thank you, everyone, for listening tonight. If, yeah, no, thank you. We look forward to you coming back to the Twin Cities. And what yeah, are, actually, yeah. can't wait. For anyone local, do you know when you're going to be in the St. Paul area? Yeah. Uh, it will be April... Does that say... Six, yeah, April 16th. April 16th at Amsterdam Barn Hall. All right, we'll be there. Perfect. Yeah, right on. Cool. <laughs> if anybody wants to get in touch with me, you can shoot me a po- uh, email at roapodcastinfo at gmail.com. If you want to keep up with the show for f- more posts and guests coming up this year, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and now Vero. You can find me at Rules with Arena Podcast. You can also find this episode at blindinjustudios.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Castbox. Thank you, everyone, and we will catch you next week. Have a good night. Thank you. Yeah. Bye.